Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast. Today, I bring on kind of a celebrity on the internet. Her name is Dana Celia. She is a major influencer in the outdoor world. She started a couple different uh, communities, one being hunting for connections, not only for like looking for places to like team up and hunt with people and find properties, but also one for connecting your passions, like finding two single people that can mingle and then be able to find because it's a, it's it's a guaranteed market for what you're looking for. Also has a fantastic YouTube, which is Don't Take My Guns Away, which has been a quite the uh, topic here over the last four months. So, Dana, why don't we go ahead and start with uh, a couple of different things. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm Dana Seisha. Um, My goodness, happy Thursday. I can't believe it's already the end of a week already, but <laughs> so happy Thursday. So, I'm Dana Seisha. I'm from Melrose, Wisconsin. And yeah, you, you named it. Um, we've got a lot of things uh, going on and a lot of things cooking here. Uh, primarily, our, our uh, mission here is to really just connect um, like-minded people in the outdoors. And we're super passionate about building, you know, strong relationships that are built strong in the outdoors. And so that's kind of been the mission behind growing our Facebook group, um, creating the new online dating and friending sites. Um, but above and beyond that, you know, also our YouTube. And I do want to just clarify our, our YouTube is hunting for connections. Um, the, the don't take my guns away. That's actually one of our Facebook pages. Um, it's an awesome second amendment page, but it's just, um, it's a very active page. So for, you know, listeners that, uh, definitely enjoy their second amendment rights, it's, it's a really good page. That and is that's very true. I missed yeah, on that one because it's like I saw a video creator on it and I thought it was a YouTube channel. Yeah, but it, that's it wouldn't okay. take much though to transfer that material over. No, it really wouldn't. And in fact, um, my son, Justin Seisha, he is a massive gun enthusiast and he's just uh, created um, a very, very, uh, I guess, Second Amendment driven type of um, page, but it's mostly um, tutorials and, and unique different uh, videos like that about different guns that he has. He's very educated. So um, yeah, so that's just something our lifestyle kind of revolves around. And it's something that we love to do as a hobby as well. Just um, we shoot um, pistol, but then we also shoot long range as well. So that's something we really enjoy as a family. Oh, that's understandable. And uh yeah. So take it some way it sounds like you your fam your household was uh, had gun in the, in your culture. Um, it didn't until later in life, actually, um, when my son, my youngest son, uh, was born. You know, it was just kind of something really early on that he just really took a a really calling to, if you will, even like as young as like four and five, just wanting to be out there and you know you know, shoot squirrels and just do all the things that most people would frown upon. But, um, you know, we just had little, you know, pellet guns and stuff like that. And even just from a young age, it was just something that really for him came easy to him. And, and then through his love and passion for it, um, and all of our passion for, you know, hunting, we, we always had spent a lot of time in the outdoors, just hunting. And, um, as his passion grew through guns, he just kind of, um, always just, 
was very educated with all different types of guns. And so because his passion just really resonated with it, we, we found ourselves, you know, spending more time doing it. And uh, we actually went out to Pennsylvania. We went to a, a three-day um, long-range shooting school with um, Bobby Hart. So we took his program, which was really nice. So um, just because of his one passion, it's kind of opened all of ours up, all, all of our eyes up, my youngest son and mine, uh, my eyes to really just um, the love and the fun that comes with it, but also obviously the education behind it as well. And so just because of that, we really started to spend a lot of more, more time doing it. So through the years, um, you know, a lot of our time would be just shooting play pigeons, um, just shooting 22, um, you know, squirrel hunting, but then also getting in more to the long range shooting. Like last um, April 1st was my youngest son's 18th birthday. And so, you know, this quarantine stuff had us kind of limited on what we could do. We probably would have been doing this anyways, but we were out um, literally at our property shooting gun, long range. Uh, we were using our my oldest son's 6.5 Creedmoor, and so we were shooting 450 yards. That's about how long we can shoot on our property. So it was just, it was really fun. That's something we really enjoy. That is exciting. That is awesome that you that your 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 kids brought that out, and you never knew it was going to be a passion of yours until until now. That's really exciting, to be honest with you, because it's like it's good to see uh, people at even at different age groups get back in, get into the sport that they would never thought they would yeah. actually be in. And uh, well, go ahead. it's having two having two boys. You know, I when they were younger. Um, you know, I never used to hunt, but I, I knew that I needed to find a way to kind of bond with them. And that was just something that they really loved and really enjoyed. And I thought, you know, I better get on board with this. And so I went and I took my hunter safety class. Um, and once I took that, I was like, okay, now I can try it. Well, once I tried it, that was the key. I fell in love with it instantly. And so it just became the hunting piece of it became an instant passion for me. And it's crazy because I grew up a city girl. And, um, you know, I later in life, uh, when I got married, moved to the country and man, I'll tell you what, it's, it's definitely a game changer for somebody for sure, because, um, such two different worlds. Um, but it, like I just mentioned earlier in our conversation before we started the podcast that now that I've been here for so long, it would be so difficult for me to go back and live in a city. So I definitely say I'm a city girl gone country. That is exciting. Uh, you, I'm, we both are, you live in La Crosse as well now. And you, since you know the area, it's like La Crosse is not that big, but it's like, it's got a very rich community in hunting. And so, but you're, like you said, mentioned earlier, your, your uh, atmosphere at home, nobody really hunted. So, which is definitely understandable. I was, I was blessed. I was able, my dad hunted, got me hunting at an early age. Uh, same with my brother didn't really latch onto, he does like to fish. So that is a big win right there. Uh, it was nice though. That was, that was how we bonded and such. And then when my parents separated when I was younger, they, it was, it was a good way for us to bond. We'd spend hours in the car. Like you would start our weekends off looking out at his property. That's going to be hunting for a muzzleloader. And we'd sit yep. there and we'd watch the deer and such. And now it's just fun. Cause it was just, it was quiet, but we'd just do it. Just he'd have his spy scope. I have my binos and he's scanning where he's going to be setting. And I'm just doing an overall view of everything to see yep. consistent patterns. And it is nice to develop that relationship with your kids i was blessed with that so i have now in turn passed on to my daughter she's uh se she's seven so it's like she's really taken to being outdoors which is nice heck yeah that is really nice i mean that's you know 
when you have a passion for the outdoors and, you know, and that's part of the reason why we, you know, we started the online dating site is when you're passionate about the outdoors, but you don't have somebody to share it with. It's really, um, you know, it's really tough, especially when you're in a relationship with somebody and they have one passion for one thing and you have another passion for another thing. It's difficult to kind of come together and find that common ground where you can spend that quality time together, where it's not just sitting on the couch watching a movie. And so, you know, that was kind of one of the core, um, you know, defining factors that uh, really got me interested and got the the brain rolling, if you will, on, you know, creating an online dating site that matched people based on their outdoor hobbies and passions. We'll talk about a perfect opportunity because how long has this this site been around? So we, it was actually um, in the works for three years. It took us that long to kind of get it up and going. Um, But we just launched last July, July 17th of 2019. So we're just getting rolling. Uh, We've got about 3,000, just under 3,000 active members on the site currently. So, you know, we're Mm -hmm. just getting things off the ground, which is great. And, um, you know, for us, it's been really rewarding to finally rip the bandaid off and and be able to go live with it just because um, when we were working on it, it was a nights and weekends project for us because I, I had a day job. I still have a day job. Uh And um, so it took a lot longer. Um, I was going through, you know, a really difficult time in my life at that time. So I was dealing with that plus trying to build, you know, a second business. Mm -hmm. And so it took us a little while to get it to all come together. But once it did, it was really, really exciting to be able to finally, you know, rip that bandaid off and hit the live button and go live because our mission really is to change lives for the better. You know, we really want to, Mm -hmm. to be able to give back to the outdoors and we're genuinely just striving to make a difference. So it's important for us to promote healthy relationships built strong in the outdoors um, Mm -hmm. simply because for me, again, I, you know, I found my passion late in life, but when I found it, it changed my life for the better. And I can't even imagine like how, uh, you know, I went that long in my life, not really having a genuine passion and it gives you a purpose and it gives you something to look forward to and something to get excited about. And so Mm -hmm. I just want more people to experience that and more people to, find that and feel that and it doesn't even have to be with hunting it's just when you surround yourself with other people that enjoy the outdoors you tend to be more open-minded to trying something new or stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit so um you know i'm really hopeful that this site um when it starts to connect people together you know people will have different you know passions um but it will be outdoor driven so i'm hoping more people will just get out there and try new things and hopefully find that fulfilling love in their heart and soul of being able to say oh my gosh this is my passion, like I've been able to experience because it's really rewarding. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And I just, I really want other people to experience it that haven't ever had it. That's fantastic. I completely agree. Cause it's like, I didn't realize it's like, I want to take hunting so seriously until in my late twenties. And it's, it's nice to be able to develop that passion no matter when it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to push an agenda on children, especially when they're going through high school and like you think they got to go to college to have a good job. And it's like, it just takes time for them to develop their passion. And if they don't haven't developed it at a certain age, don't try to rush them into something. It's like, it's something that I learned that I'm going to, that I want to introduce to my, my daughter. So it's like, Hey, not going to push you to go anything. Plus it's like, I found college kind of being obsolete in a sense, depending on what market you go into for your degree. And yeah. it's like, it's, that's the biggest thing is once you find your passion, life changes for you completely. Cause it's all you want to think about and do. Yes. And, and, and you never get bored with it too. It's like, I love doing being a, a marketer and it's like, I just found something I could be able to develop on my own and, and continue growing. I'm, I'm almost hit like, I'm, I'm almost hitting a mile marker of 10,000, which is fantastic. It took a while, but you know, I never gave up on it. 
Exactly. That is really special. And, and you're right. I mean, when you are passionate about something, I always say, when you're passionate about something, you can't fake it. Like you just can't fake passion. You either have it or you don't. And, exactly. you know, that's how people are like, well, how do you know if it's your passion? It's like when that's any, uh, you know, all your thoughts are consuming you with things that you want to do or the places you want to be or the people you want to be around. And, you know, you spend all your free time uh, doing those things, not all of it, but a lot of it doing the things that you really love. So that's how mm-hmm. I always validate, you know, somebody has found their true fat passion when they're, that's what gets them excited and out of bed, especially on the weekends when they've got an extra minute to go out and do something. And that's what they're always choosing to do first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people like to do their passions alone. Some people really struggle because they want somebody to do it with them. And so our site really allows them to match based on, you know, finding somebody that they share a passion with, but you know, Hey, they can also say, I really have this passion, but I want to sometimes do this by myself. Are you okay with that? Cause the other person might say, well, I really have this passion, but I'm striving for somebody to do it with me. So mm-hmm. right off the gate, you're going to know that's probably not a good match because one wants to do it alone and one doesn't. Um, but they might match on a different level, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a unique algorithm that brings outdoor enthusiasts together. So it's, it's pretty special. Which is nice now because like when I'm before I met my wife, it's like interviewing women like potential mates for or marriage. I'm like it takes a lot a lot of kind of questions to get to it. At least now when you have a dedicated site just for one genre, it's like you'd be able to find a soulmate much faster or find some find that, a significant other. Exactly for sure, and that's um. So I went through a divorce a couple of years ago. You know, and I really had to like take away what I learned from that divorce. And it was a lot of the things that now we put into the site was missing in my marriage. And, uh, but above and beyond that, I really knew that you needed to have, you know, more than just chemistry. You had to have, um, you know, desired things and interest. And um, basically, you know, we, I'm kind of getting off track a little bit here, but, um, you know, we really just, I took a lot of what I learned from my marriage and kind of put it into this because I knew like, um, I couldn't be the only person that, you know, struggled wanting to date somebody that shared my passions with, you know, and so I was like, okay, if I were to go on a dating site, um, what are the things that I would want to look for? So, um, you know, in somebody else, but I realized like in some of these bigger ones, like match and, you know, yes, you're going to go in there, you're going to find thousands of people, you're probably going to match with tons of people. But at the end of the day, who has time to scroll through hundreds of matches of people that at the end of the day, just don't understand your lifestyle. Um, You know, I kind of compare it to, you know, a gamer's definitely not going to fall in love most likely with an outdoor enthusiast because one wants to stay on the couch and the other wants to be in the outdoors. Um, Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of people that can do both. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, as an example, that's generally, you know, the match is generally, um, you know, not a fit. So, um, the key uh-huh. with our site is to, you know, have everybody in a pool that, you know, really understands and, and knows that the people that are there are living an outdoor lifestyle or, or at least it's something that they're open to. And, um, you know, we just want them to feel like they're at home and like that they're not a tadpole in an ocean. You know, that's most likely how, you know, one would feel in a match.com. Um, but you know, there are so many niche based dating sites out there. So it is good to make sure that, you know, for people that are out on, you know, a dating site that they're in a pool surrounded by other like-minded people because their chances of finding somebody faster, um, is going to most likely happen, um, in a niche site versus something that's, you know, huge, unless you're really an open-minded person and you're okay with, um, you know, not, you know, not having specific things in common. So 
I can hear, I can hear you from that. I, I agree with you on that hundred percent. Now you, we have the hunting for connections, the dating site. Now you have the other one. So what, what's the, the yeah. difference between the two? Yep. So when I was, um, so the other one is actually a Facebook group. So it has nothing to do with dating. And I started it about four years ago, three or four years ago. And I started it back when I actually had filed for divorce. And the reason why I started that group is because at that time in my life, when I was married, we had uh, 500 acres of land. And when we got divorced, I knew I was going to be receiving some of that land. But um, I really didn't know how to take care of it. And I knew just because my marriage was ending that my passion and my love for hunting in the outdoors wasn't ending. So that yeah. I realized like in order for me to still want to shoot big bucks and, um, and, you know, and continue that, I needed to learn how to take care of the land better so I could continue to, you know, um, bring them in. Because before when I was married, uh, my husband took care of that. And so I would just roll up and hunt. And so it was just, um, it was a great, you know, opportunity, but obviously things change. And I was like, okay, my, I have two boys that can clearly help me with this, but on an overall spectrum, I need to also get educated. And so I wanted a place where I could start to ask questions, but not get embarrassed for not knowing the answers. And so uh-huh. I'm like, I'm just going to start a group that way I can ask questions, but I can bring like-minded people together. Um, that can connect and, you know, maybe we can do, you know, find some discounted hunts. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to do was when I was going through my, my marriage, I, obviously that's an expensive time in your life. I still wanted to hunt. Uh, so I thought, well, how can I do that on, you know, on a dime basically? So I thought, well, I want to allow people in this group to swap hunts where, um, like for instance, I have land in Wisconsin, but I love to hunt out West. So I'm like, well, maybe people that are out West want to hunt in Wisconsin. And so, um, you know, that was one of the things that I allowed in our group uh, for people to do was to swap hunts. So it allow, allowed people to just have really great experiences without there being that expensive outfitter fee cost. You know, I didn't ever want to take away from an outfitter, but there are certain times in people's lives where they just can't necessarily afford an outfitter or maybe it doesn't, you know, they don't even need to. And so um, I wanted it just to be an opportunity where people could connect, but share their passions, just, you know, you know, get excited about, you know, their, their deer pics and stuff like that. Cause there's nothing more frustrating when you post your picture of your, your buck or your doe or whatever you've harvested on your Facebook page. There's always mm-hmm. one or two people or that grandma that is going to give you the third lecture on, you know, why you're such a terrible person for hunting. And then it just becomes like this ruined, exciting moment. And I'm like, okay, enough of that. Like, let's get our place together where hunters and fishermen can connect and just share in their passions and everybody can get pumped together. And so from starting that, um, you know, at that time, I didn't tell anybody that I was going through a divorce, but I said, look, I'm at a place in my life where I need to learn. And I'd really like to be able to ask questions and everybody mm-hmm. was super helpful and really, really willing to offer tips and ideas and suggestions in a way that it wasn't um, embarrassing for me. And it wasn't, um, you know, nobody gave me a hard time about no, not knowing. And the great thing is, is when you're in a community, there's, there's a lot of knowledge out there that everybody can bring to the table. And so it has just really turned into something really special because you know, I've, I, I call the group uh, a family because to me, it really became um, just sort of an extension for me at a time in my life that I really needed an extra, you know, source of family, if you will. And just, you know, 
even though I wasn't ever talking about the divorce, I was able to get in this group and just talk about things that made me happy. So it was just like this element for me that I really needed in my life at a really difficult time. And, and what was unique about it is it just, you know, it morphed into something really special because it wasn't just people helping me. People were helping other people. Other people were swapping hunts. They were getting good deals on hunts. You know, my messenger, I was just getting all kinds of messages from people saying, I'm so glad that you started this group. You know, I got a really good discount on this hunt. I would have never found it if I wasn't in here. Or, you know, my son and I just went on this hunt or I went on this fishing trip and, or I swapped a hunt or just like so many great things were coming from the group. It was just really inspiring for me to know that I was able to, you know, really get more people in the outdoors and allow them to have greater experiences. And it was just really an exciting time. And so um, as that group continued to grow, um, we were working on the dating site piece of it. And so at that time, I had originally bought the domain for the dating site to be called Hunting for True Love. And as the group grew, I realized, you know, not everybody's just looking for love. Some of these people are looking for more than just love. Maybe they're looking for a friendship. Maybe they're just looking for an activity partner. And so we decided that we wanted to change it to more than just one thing, which is um, how um, how we ended up coming up then with Hunting for Connections as a dating site because we wanted there to be four ways for people to connect. And we had already named the group Hunting for Connections. So it really just made perfect sense for me to name the dating site Hunting for Connections because it was a way for me to kind of honor the group in a way by saying, hey, like, thank you, you guys, in a way for being there for me um, when I really needed just an extra supportive arm in a way. Um, but also to to be able to call them the dating site Hunting for Connections as well. It just simply made sense. Hunting for Connections. Hunting isn't just about hunting. It's also about searching and seeking and, you know, looking for something. Um, but it's also you know, the four ways that we allow people to connect is by friendship, uh, relationship, dating, or looking for an activity partner. So maybe you're already happily married, but you want to go find a buddy to go shoot archery with, or you're going to go, you want to go look for a buddy to go fishing with, or maybe you're in a different uh, city for work and you don't know where any good hunting spots or fishing spots are, and you just want to do something for the weekend, you know, you can go on there and just search for a friend. Um, you know, and if you guys, you know, if it makes sense and you guys have a, you know, good connection and, um, you know, you feel comfortable enough, then, you know, you can go fishing with somebody. So it's just, um, it's a place to make connections with other like-minded people. I agree with that. Cause that's how I started getting into the whole thing several years ago on Twitter. And it's just, it's just kind of escalated from there. And it's like, I can't uh, take back the blessings that I've gotten. Cause it's just amazing. what kind of welcome I've received too. Cause I've been able to participate in hunts and fishes, fishing trips, throughout the United States now and it's fantastic. I still one of my one of my uh, rant one of my still one of my best fishing trips was out to Florida here a couple of years ago and it was just nonstop action and, and my friend of mine he was talking because he's about ready to retire and he wants to establish a business like that to be able to bring out and do charter tours but it's like he wants to do one like maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. And it's it's like it was a good I thought it's like we we had really good conversations and it's like went down there went fishing and we ended up catching multiple eight pounders one 12 pounder i mean just massive bass and just fantastic and i tell you what it's like a lot of people frown on this but i like eating bass but down (laughs) south the bass tastes far better than they do up north really oh it takes it's like eating a sunfish up here or a crappie it's 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 a very clean meat and it's like an i like up here if i catch a bass and fly it up and eat it it's got to be deep fried if it's down if it's down south i will i will uh bake it i will do put make 
let my imagination go wild with it. Yeah. So, uh, so how long have you been hunting overall then? Yep. So I started hunting when my son was 12, when he could actually go to get his hunter safety. So he's 23 now, so 11 years. And I started off uh, whitetail hunting. And, you know, my very first hunt that I ever went on by myself is really kind of the moment that changed everything for me. And it was funny because I I had owned this property for a really long time, but that time in my life, I um, I had started a new business and I was just busy, busy, busy between being a you know business owner and taking care of my employees and my clients and my home and my kids and my husband and all those things. My life is just really busy, and I'll never forget the first time that I walked up into the hunting shack by myself, and it was just quiet and it was still, and it was just a really mesmerizing, beautiful moment for me because for the first time in my life that I had owned that property, I had seen it from a different dimension, and it really just grabbed a hold of me and just like woke me up, and. It was crazy because I had owned this land and I had enjoyed, you know, spending time on it, but I hadn't really, really to the depth of understood what I really owned. And, um, you know, being out there and just being able to see the, you know, the deer playing out there and turkeys flew in and the sun set and I sat there and I watched this um, buck right at dusk come out of the of the woods. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen because it was a big buck and he just owned the the property, like he, the way that he walked and his presence and just how, you know, on guard he was, he genuinely just was so massive. And it was so exciting to just see how he just kind of owned, owned the property. And I, you know, I went to really take the gun and I was, I was really thinking about shooting him. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to shoot him. Um, I, it was like just such a beautiful night in memory for me that I just decided I wanted to just enjoy him and enjoy the doe. It was really cool because their fawns were just, um, it was snowing and the fawns were playing. And um, it was almost like you could see them like touching each other and saying like, take hey, you're it. You know, they were just like jumping all about and they were just having such a great time. And so I set my gun down and I'm like, you know what, I think what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to just wait. I'm going to try to learn a little bit more about hunting and I'm going to just try to be patient. And so I decided I wasn't going to shoot a buck until I, I could find one that was bigger than him. And he, and, and this is weird. I know everybody who's listening would probably think, why didn't you shoot him? He was 10 point buck. But to me that day wasn't about shooting the buck. It was about enjoying the moment and really just being invested in, in really what I had and just enjoying that. And so I waited three more years. I hunted three more years before I actually um, pulled the trigger on a buck. And it was an 11 point buck. Um, and it was just a, a really great experience for me because it taught me the patience and um, the experience of sitting and, you know, freezing and, um, you know, just getting out there and going and, you know, doing, you know, the, the work that you have to put into it. And it gave me that time to, you know, just, just get to know things a little bit better. And um, that just really really just kind of wrapped my heart around the, the hunting piece of it. And then from there, I kind of got the bug of like, okay, now I want to, sh now I want to shoot a, a mule deer. And so a couple of years later, I went to Wyoming by myself. I had a, a really awesome guide, uh, David Nelson from Nelson Outfitters, and he took me out mule deer hunting. So I was uh -huh. able to harvest my first mule deer. And then 
I wanted to harvest an elk and, um, you know, I, I was able to do that. And then I wanted to harvest, um, a turkey. A turkey took me five years, uh, to actually to harvest. It took me a long time, tons of tags, tons of sits. Um, I had yeah, I know the frustration. Turkeys. Oh my gosh. It was so frustrating. But, um, I had a really good friend, uh, Tara Peel, one of the owners of Tacticam. She invited me out to her place in Iowa and she called me in a really awesome turkey two years ago and I'm actually going to hunt there again this year I got my tag so I'm excited to do that with her again um, but then um, I went to Iowa um, or excuse me I went to Idaho and I did a spot and stock bear hunt and it was the hardest seven days of my life we struggled so much we went through rainstorms and snowstorms and crazy cold weather and up and down the mountain and oh my goodness it was so tough but I had a fantastic guide um, his name is Tim Sundles uh, he's the owner of Buffalo Boar Ammo and he really put in the dedication to help me get um, get a bear and at the last day at the last minute the last second it all came together and I was really able to harvest a beautiful uh, 300 pound cinnamon bear and oh, so gorgeous Yes. And it was, like I said, it wasn't an over the bait um, hunt. It was really just, we got out there and worked for it. And so it was just a beautiful, um, you know, opportunity to, to kind of find yourself and work hard for something. And so I'm, I'm very uh, goal driven when it comes to um, knowing what I want to harvest and then setting a goal to, to go after it and to make it happen. And I've learned that it doesn't always happen easily, but no, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> so um, but this last October, uh, my son and I, uh, Jade and my youngest, we went to Texas and we went hog hunting together. I took him there for his 17th birthday and we had such a great time. It was crazy because there were 17 um, people in camp and I was the only woman and it was just, um, I didn't feel awkward on any level. I've always kind of just felt like one of the guys anyways, but you know, it was really nice just because a lot of the, the men that were there, like we'd sit around the dinner table and you know, they would say to my son, Jaden, you know, man, if I had an opportunity to hunt with my mom when I was younger, like I'd give anything for that. So it was just really special to be able to hear other people's opinions and thoughts of us hunting together. And, um, you know, so that was really cool. And then this past October, we went to uh, back to Idaho to do some, some of us had, well, my son and I, we had mule deer tags, and then a couple other people that were met us out there, they had elk tags. So uh, we spent a week out there, um, you know, chasing on those guys. Um, my son and I didn't end up getting anything, but for us, it was just more of an experience to spend that time together, to enjoy the beauty and to just have a new experience we'd never had together or ever had in general hunting on public land for elk like that. So it was just a really cool opportunity and experience for both of us. That actually was one of the hunts that we swapped and so, um, we, you know, hunting has just really been able to allow me to, you know, travel to some great places, have some new experiences, you know, stay healthy, and most importantly, just spend quality time with people that I genuinely love. Uh -huh. That is fantastic stories right there. I like, we'll have to dive deep, deeper into those later down the road. But when you mentioned goal setting, that is a big thing about hunters and, and such is that we do set goals. My, I myself still have not shot a turkey and I'm, this is going to be my sixth season coming yep. up this year. And then I'm, I'm doing two, I do, I do fall and spring hunt turkey season because yep. just because it's like i need to get better at it and if i'm bored <laughs> yeah. sitting yep. in the tree stand i'm on a bow hunting it's like i might also have an opportunity to to see if i can call one in and i, and I yep. always have a a uh, another broadhead ready to be used for a squirrel or a coyote or whatever yep. that may be yep. so 
what I wanted to mention to you, because as, as they came across this, I thought of an idea for you. It's like, I have a friend of mine that is the, the mentor podcast and it's, uh, it's name's John Abbas, but he had a, a business owner on there that was talking about having digital assistants and he has developed an entire business around recruiting for digital assistants based out of the Philippines. And with your workload, I think it'd be a good pair for it. For oh, finding yeah. somebody, and it's like the, they're they're hard workers. They're very dedicated. I will I'll send you the the podcast. Listen to it to see what you think of it. But I yeah. think that's a fantastic idea to mitigate some of the responsibilities with these. He says, like when he started the business back in twenty or two thousand and in three or 2004, he has, mm-hmm. two, he has the same two people that started with him when he first started developing the business. And he's got yes. something like 12,000 new businesses on there all across the world. And it's, and it's, and the nice thing is if they're doing a fantastic job, you can pay them more. And it's like, it's, they, they, they live a, a different lifestyle than we do down or up mm-hmm. here, but it's like a little goes a very long way. So, I mean, a thousand dollars down there a month is like, I don't know, five or six grand here. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different uh, cost of living, but it's like, I think that's a fantastic way to spread the love. But I think you'd be a good way. You just you just train them, and you teach them the way you'd want to have it done, and ready to go from there. And they learn quickly too. Very very yep. appreciative, and what I understand, they're very loyal. Nice. Well, I'd appreciate that connection. That'd be great. Yeah, I think that would be a very benefit because that's something I'm working up towards right now. Because it's like between all the platforms, like I've been focusing, like I mentioned earlier, on Facebook because it's been been seeing the highest growth. But it's like it'd be nice to have somebody be able to delegate for Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, and such. Because it's like that's a lot of things to it's a lot of hats to wear when yes. you're already running a business and you're having a family and all that fun stuff. And it's like it just gets very crazy. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Let's see here. I was gonna. So. You, you mentioned everything that you've harvested. What is next on your bucket list? What's your next goal? Yeah, so my next goal is a mountain lion. They scare the dickens out of me. And so I am definitely intrigued in, in mountain lion hunting. I'm not a super big fan of hunting with dogs. I don't know why it kind of pulls on my heartstrings a little bit for some reason. So I'm not sure if, um, you know, how I would be able to hunt that. Um, big old animal without dogs. So I'll have to see how that goes. But that is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. And so um, I'm hoping to get something you know, set up to be able to do that. I don't, it's going to be very difficult to find without dogs. I mean, it's just part of the culture, like kind of down, um, down South, they use dogs to hunt for deer. And then yeah. in some areas they hunt for hogs too. It's, it's part of the culture because you're never going to find them. Because what was it? Steve Ornella was talking about on his podcast on the uh, Meteor uh, podcast, he was talking about mm-hmm. how many instances does it take before you see one mountain lion? And it's just yeah. like, it's like 47,000 uh, people. Oh to yep. every one sighting is like good luck doing it by yourself without dogs. I but the know. nice thing is the dogs will usually always get him cornered because there's, there's, they understand it's, it's, but it's what they thrive for. It's a dog. It's giving yeah. a dog a purpose. And it's like, I, I, I get your, your frustration. Cause it's like, man, I, it pulls on my heartstrings when you hear a dog get injured, but it's just, that's what they're, that's what they're good for. Sort of bred for Kind of like, um, uh, there's a, um, Oh, there's a breed of dog that they bred in Russia for bears, and it's just absolutely massive. It's not a St. Bernard, but it's in that same family. Sure. Or the same yeah. size, a big dog, like over 200 pounds. But you got to do what you got to do when, you, when you're coming down to, well, 20 years or 100 years ago, and when they're dealing with this, this was the only technology they had to find them. 
Yeah, I believe that. I think that's why it comes down to tradition with all that right there. And so you also have a contest coming up. I've been reading it and I've been posting it. Why don't you give us a breakdown of that? Yeah, definitely. So Hunting for Connections, we teamed up with Go Wild. They are a social media app for hunters. Uh, So we partnered together and we're doing a giveaway. And basically what it is, is we are giving away a 6.5 Creedmoor uh, rifle. And uh, we're also uh, putting on that rifle a Hawk Optics Vantage Scope. It's a 3 by 9 by 50 mil dot um, scope. And so it is seriously so easy to win this gun. I'm not even kidding you. Um, All the people have to do to win the gun is go download the app for, the free app, I should say, for Go Wild and create a profile. It takes anywhere from two to five minutes tops, and they're entered to win the gun. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, all in, it's probably a $500 uh, prize. And so I highly want to encourage everybody, um, you know, after this, we'll post the link, but also to go to our Hunting for Connections Facebook group or Instagram page, which is just Hunting for Connections, and uh, click the link and download the app. You have to make sure you uh, click the link, which is what's going to enter them into the drawing and the giveaway. So, um, but we're drawing late Saturday night, so they only have a few days to get in on it. And it's seriously so easy to—I shouldn't say easy to win, but it's so easy to get entered into you know to the drawing. There, it's it's one thing. So they download the app, create the profile. So it's um it's pretty exciting. It's been a great opportunity to work with Go Wild. They're a great uh, group of folks and they've got a great platform. That's awesome. I like that. I like Go Wild because uh, they've been featured on several different podcasts. I haven't had it in my mind yet, but that is a goal of mine. But I like their story and how they foundation. But it's like we all have something in common. It's like we, we started something and we're, and we're watching it grow because I've been working with the Bucks of America since 2016. And then we started the podcast in 2019, 2018. And it is just, we're just constantly growing. It's like, I've, I couldn't believe how many different countries have listened to my podcast. It's just like, it's great to hear that. Uh, great to see that people are listening. It's like, I don't look at uh, the, the digital market as competition. I look at ways to collaborate with people because yes. there's so many people have fantastic ideas and, and uh, it's the only way to really learn. And it's also, it's like, how you can experience these different things. Cause like for me, it's like, I want to go out and hunt an Ibex, but it's like, it's quite the uh, challenge in New Mexico and overseas and uh, hunting in Texas is a little spendy. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but it's, it's, it's a long-term goal of mine to hit. And I, I plan on hitting that there. Uh, well, make, make sure you go to the group hunting for connections and you know, all you'd have to do is make a post that says, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, a fair price to hunt you know, hunt them in Texas and you're going to get a ton of responses. Oh, that'd be fantastic. It's just coming up with the fee for the, the outdoor hunt. Cause I know drawing for an Ibex in um, New Mexico is going to be ridiculously hard. I'll probably be my 60 by the time I would ever get drawn. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, um, you, regardless any type of animal that you're looking to hunt, you know, that, those are great posts to be able to utilize in the Facebook group hunting for connections. And again, I want to mm-hmm. remind everybody that the Facebook group isn't anything to do with dating. Uh, so it's, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's safe to be in there without feeling like you're, um, you know, in a dating pool, it's just hunting and fishing talk. So. Yeah, I noticed that too. I've seen some of your your replies to people because they get they get confused between the two once once you launched the uh, the, yes. the the website. So it's like, which is understandable because it's like the they they're the same. They have the same name, so I can see the confusion of it. But uh, mm-hmm. one came before the other. Not everybody knows the history exactly. of a, something. And yeah, that's so true. And the thing is, is that you know we're growing that page every single day. So people that 
you know, that are part of the group now that weren't then when we told everybody and made the announcement, you know, so I'm always constantly reminding or if I post little things about, um, you know, the dating site, I'm always in there, you know, just a friendly reminder where, you know, we are not um, a dating group, but uh, we have launched a dating site. So I am trying to always just put little snippets in there to remind people, but it is hard to keep up when the group is consistently growing, which is a good thing. That is great. That's fantastic to hear. I like I like that positivity, especially in such a negative world. Because we were talking yesterday about what's going on. This COVID thing is kind of a, uh, a, a it's a big shift in what's all going on here. And, and there's tons of conspiracies out there. What's going on? And it's like you don't know where to follow. But uh, what's what is going to be nice though is like we've seen a lot of depletion of pollution. Uh, water's getting clearer. I mean, it's just fantastic news all the way around as an, as conservationists. I, it's like, I love this, this quarantine because it's, it's making the environment healthy. I agree. Um, speaking of that, I recently just uh, created a, what I call mad cleanup challenge, basically um, hunting for connections. Um, I wanted to do something to give back to the environment. You know, part of, you know, who we are and what we stand for is, you know, a community that wants to give back. And so, we did a challenge uh, called Mad Cleanup, which is making a difference daily cleanup. And basically what it is is we said if we could get 500 people to go out, clean up garbage, and post a picture of them out there cleaning up their garbage or them having fun cleaning up the garbage, and they hashtagged it, um, you know, Mad Cleanup. Um, I, we said we would pick one person and then uh, we would let that person pick one outdoor nonprofit and Hunting for Connections will donate $500 to that outdoor organization for us as a way to, you know, help our earth, but also for Hunting for Connections to be able to give back and just really try to stay, you know, just try to stay ahead of this. You know, this, you know, this earth is so covered in so much uh, pollution and littering, you know, with everybody being quarantined now is such a perfect time to band together and do something good for, you know, in such a negative time. And so that was just a, a way for us to be able to do that. So, you know, hopefully if any of you are interested that are listening to do the mad cleanup challenge, you just have to clean up some garbage, um, tag your pictures, and then you have to nominate um, some of your friends, a minimum of one guy, one girl, one child, um, kid, and uh, one celebrity. So hopefully we can get more people to do the challenge. That makes sense. That is a great, that's a fantastic idea. I know the uh, the company I work for, we do 30 hours of donation, or donate when we donate time, they'll do $250 towards our charity, but you can work oh, awesome. six, you can work, you can get several donations out of the year, but just figuring out how to manage your time to hit six, mm -hmm. 90 hours of volunteering time. But uh, you are right, though. It is neat to do that. It's like I like when the uh, uh, backhunted countries and anglers get together and they do their big gatherings and they do their big cleans because they'll do a cleanup for an entire weekend for a public land here area in Wisconsin. If you're, I could get you their, the uh, some of the people you can get in, get in touch with their, oh, their awesome. contact information because it's like it, they're they're just a fantastic group of guys. Bryce Smith, yeah. T.J. Howie, these guys are working their butts off trying to make Wisconsin a better place. That would be so great. I'd love that connection. Yeah. Now, what, uh, what are you excited about this upcoming spring for, for you? Uh, like any, any exciting news that you've heard in the news that uh, makes your heart warm? <laughs> um, so this, so basically this year, uh, my son is graduating. And so for me, it's just a really emotional time just because uh, my oldest son now is graduated and my youngest son is graduating. And so um, 
basically our goal for this summer is to really just, um, we recently moved, uh, I told you I w uh, we went through a divorce and uh, we have now moved back to one of our chunks of property that we own. And so we're just getting settled in, in our place. So we're going to be doing a lot of outdoor things on our property, doing landscaping and um, getting those things organized. But most importantly, my mission right now is to promote Hunting for Connections to just um, get people out there to be more aware of it. Because again, our mission is to, you know, promote healthy relationships built strong in the outdoors, whether it's through friendship or through relationship, um, through dating, or obviously, you know, whatever people are looking for. And so for us, it's just um, important to be able to get out there and share the word. And unfortunately, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram is not making it easy for us to do any target marketing because since we are a dating site and since we have the word hunting and the title of our uh, business name, they're uh, not allowing us to do any target marketing ads on their platform. So it's really, uh, that's a bit of a challenge. So we're just, um, you know, it's just requiring us to work a lot harder to spread the word. Uh, the goal, obviously, when using Facebook and Instagram is to get in front of more people quicker. And so that has, you know, that has slowed us down a little bit, but it hasn't yeah. stopped. So that's for sure. <laughs> I agree with you on that because it's no, it not easy. And you, you you were talking about hate earlier on about like when when you got people that are are jealous of you of your success or pre or those that are unknowledgeable about what's going on here because I wanted to touch that on thing because it's like I get hate too and it's like I don't uh, put them down it's just a lack of information because I let them talk because they'll tell you what what their problem is or what they don't know about it just letting you just letting them tell you what you need to do and like I had one gal that that hit me up here just a couple of days ago. And I could have been mean, I could have been snarky or whatever, but I wanted to find out what her issue is because it's like, when, as you're building a brand or building yourself in a sense, you, you don't want to talk ill about people because it comes down to the lack of information. And it's, and it's sure. like, I just went through, figure out what her, what her issue was. And then it's like, she had issues about hunting wolves and coyotes and stuff. And so what I did is like, I explained what I could, but if I couldn't, I just went outside. I went out and found a better article that explains it better than I can to give her an insight. And it's like, I've seen a lot of people change their ideals or views about it or be more accepting about it because they just didn't know. And they just like the yeah. education these days is not being taught correctly. And what if this, if this continues, you know, people, if we, if we can't go back to school and stuff like that, well, we could be as parents we could be teaching our unschooling them, teaching them different things that to be able to boost their creativity and their knowledge. So this way, you don't have such an ignorant future. Agreed. I agree with you for sure, and that is important in all areas, especially back to cleaning. You know, being you know not teaching our kids not to litter, and you know just being you know just just more aware of our surroundings and things like that. So now I really think it's just a great time to teach our kids things that are, you don't usually um, get knowledge. And, you know, I was just telling my youngest son, I'm like, it'd be such a great idea to, for him to, to start a YouTube channel to teach kids his age or around his age of, you know, basic things that a lot of kids leave high school, not knowing, you know, how to, how to change a tire you know, how to, you know, balance a checkbook, things like that. Just now is such a good time for parents to be teaching our kids and their, their kids just educational pieces that they need at some point, you know, once they leave the home. Oh, getting back to that, it's like I would, Rogan was 
broadcast on this website. I can't remember what it's called, but what it, what they do is that uh, they it's a big old message board where you can go and learn different things. It's it's like a, almost like a college. You have to pay a subscription mm-hmm. fee, and uh, at the time it was it was like you get it for like two dollars a month or something like that. And it was just a, a, a variety of different places where you can get education on certain topics. And it's just they get over twenty thousand create uh, uh, teachers on there, which is somebody that ha- they may not be like a credentialed teacher or something, like that, but at least somebody that's an expert in what they're teaching. And it's like I think. I could see that being the new wave of education and so these brick and mortar institutions because it's like this way then he could, like, if the kid wants to learn about laws he can go into this go into yep. go into that category if he wants to learn about finance and return on investment and how to find your passion and stuff like that I mean it, it could opens up that door for all that fun stuff yeah is there anything can... you want to conclude with or anything you want to mention before we get off the before we disconnect no, I think we're good. I just, I really wanted to encourage everybody to head over to our page and obviously follow Hunting for Connections, but also to make sure that they, they check out that giveaway. It's uh, only three days left and it's a really awesome giveaway. So I would hate to see anybody miss their chance to, to win it. Yes, I agree with that. So get over there, check it out. Um, I've already posted it several times in Thank the you. feed. Um, I'm okay. going to get this episode up right away. So this way then we okay. have, we can use at least have this as a piece of advertising and then, uh, but I had a lot of fun though. I'm looking forward. I, w- I want to talk and have another conversation down the road about, about uh, more hunting, more hunting stuff. Cause it's like, I'm really excited about uh, your, your, your experience when you went out to the uh, West and to Idaho to go get uh, mule or mule deer hunting. That bear hunt sounds yeah. very interesting because you went through seven days of a lot of tough. Yeah. Uh, suck, Amen to that. We even got stuck on a mountain, literally stuck on a mountain top. We had to sleep on the mountain with nothing. Like all we had was a fire and it was so cold, but we can talk about that story another time. Yeah. All right, folks. I'll let everybody go. You guys have a great day. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. You as well.